You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone Montreal, right here on Rocket Sports Radio and the AHL Report, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are so glad that you are here with us today. I am your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and of course I'm joined each and every week by a wonderful co-host. Not only my co-host, but also the founder of Rocket Sports and the editor-in-chief of all of our uh, websites and publications. And that would be the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you today? Good afternoon. We have moved into May. We have. And not yet the end. In the the typical season, we would be into playoffs by now. Not quite there yet. But we're... It's weird. Playoffs are getting closer and closer. I know. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, Minor league baseball season opened today after not having a season at all last year. Um, That's exciting. That's very exciting. Um, So... Congratulations to that league in general. I mean, that's a long time to go without any any game action. So, you know, slowly but surely. Getting back to whatever normal is or say, whatever I don't even it'll want to be. Use the word normal no, anymore because no, I, I, <laughs> I don't think it'll ever be normal, but we're getting back to some sort of what we're used to a little well, bit. Well, last weekend it was kind of normal because you had your uh, derby outfit on, I'm assuming. It was Derby Day. Um, I did not have the Derby garb on. Uh, I was busy, uh, you know, that that pesky full-time job I have mm. <laughs> uh, has kept me absolutely buried under an avalanche with a project lately. So I did tune in just in time to see the call to post, riders up, and uh, to watch a spectacular uh, race, another Bob Baffert win, seven times. Bob it's a record. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, it's a gorgeous event at a gorgeous location. Uh, it was always fun to peek in on it. Always fun to peek in on. Lots of sports going on. Um, you know, basketball still uh, still going strong. Of course, uh, basketball season won't be around forever. Uh, so you're going to want to get in on all of the action right now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Now, playing Daily fantasy basketball is simple. You just pick your lineup, you stay under the salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. You're going to feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, every steal, every assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. And hey, baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in on all of the Daily Fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app right now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Again, that's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Make sure. How, how do you remember that, that promo code, though, THPN? It's the Hockey Podcast Network. Perfect. T-H-P-N. Uh-huh. Use it. I highly recommend you to it. 
We are. And in fact, uh, later in the show, Rick and I are going to to return to this topic. Um, Rick and I had a chance to sit down recently and just kind of talk a little bit about uh, DraftKings and the future of sports betting and online sports betting and online daily fantasy, um, just to kind of, you know, as legislation continues to open up both uh, north of the border and south of the, south of the border here in the States, Um so later, things are happening. Things are happening. We want you to be on the forefront of it. DraftKings is on the forefront of it. And uh, so later on in the show, that is something that we're going to come back to and talk just for a few minutes about to keep you kind of apprised of where things are at. Uh, so speaking of today's show, we've got a stacked show for you. Of course, uh, first segment, we're going to talk briefly about the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, there's this kid named Cole Caulfield that uh, has mm-hmm. made his NHL debut. And uh, I, I would say he's settling in kind of nicely. Um, as certainly, let me tell you, the kid has had a whirlwind of a year. Um, and it just keeps getting better, it seems. So we're going to talk uh, talk a little bit about how Cole Caulfield's been doing. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, we're going to talk about how Eric Gustafson's doing. Um, if you paid attention to how he was advertised by some, <clears throat> this podcast, uh, he's, uh, he's performing pretty much exactly as advertised. And um, we're going to talk about that a bit. Um, and then we want to bring your attention to uh, a new multimedia offering just for Montreal Canadiens fans that we have here at Rocket Sports Media, uh, that in case you haven't checked it out, we're, we're going to point you in the direction to do so because it's uh, it's super fun and uh, we don't want you to miss out on that. Uh, then in our second segment, we're going to focus on the Laval Rocket. Uh, Joel Bouchard is uh, dealing with just a raft of injuries uh, with the Laval Rocket at this point. Uh, there are multiple players uh, with some pretty major injuries. Um we're gonna we're gonna run down what the status is on all of that. We're gonna hear some audio from Joel Bouchard, um, and and quite frankly, the Laval season is winding down. Um, and we're gonna talk a bit about that again. Uh, spoke to Joel Bouchard today about what uh, the focus needs to be for for the rest of the season, and and we're gonna hear from him uh, in in regards to that. And then finally, in the third segment, we go around the AHL. Not only do we have the CCM AHL Player of the Week, but we also have the league's monthly award winners for the month of April. Uh, we're gonna give you the details on the official. Uh, postseason plans for the AHL. They have made that announcement finally. Uh, and as I said, we're going to talk a bit about DraftKings uh, just for a few minutes, Rick and I. And uh, then we've got a pretty special feel-good finale for you. Don't want to miss it. Well, we better get to it. We better get to it. So, Rick, you know, we we talked extensively. You know, it's been one thing after another for Cole Caulfield uh, this year. You know, wins the gold, uh, wins gold at the World Juniors, has uh, just an absolutely outstanding uh, sophomore season uh, at playing for Wisconsin. Um, goes to the Frozen Four. I would say, I would say, the result for for him and his team at the Frozen Four has been the one. Um, hiccup the one really downfall of of this season for him but it turned out you know okay because then he signs with the canadians uh, quarantines comes to laval makes his pro uh, wins the hobie baker award wins his pro debut or sorry makes his pro debut uh scores his first goal that night scores a game-winning goal does it again the next day gets called up to the canadians and well phew (laughs) <laughs> now he's made his now he's made his NHL debut. Um so he's played a few games and it's funny uh, we were talking in our in our team slack um a few Canadians games ago about how uh you could tell that it was getting a bit frustrating for Cole Caulfield that he hadn't scored yet. Uh you know, he's he is a prolific goal scorer. He's used to being able to do it practically any time he wants to. Um, and it, a, a few games had gone by, and he hadn't put one in the back of the net yet. And and Rick, it was interesting that we we were we were talking about that in the team, all of us in the team Slack for Rocket Sports, uh, seemed to be starting to grip the stick a little tighter and and really trying to force something. Uh, you could tell he was hungry for that first one. Really trying to force it. He was shooting from everywhere. Not that that's all that unusual. He he often shoots from 
uh, it, it takes an abundance of shots and from from different uh, angles. But uh, he, he was passing up on um, uh, not passing to to uh, teammates who were line mates who were in mm-hmm. better shooting positions than he was. He was really trying to get that first goal, and it just didn't come in the first three games. Um, and and he seemed to uh, you know he he had the introduction on the so-called first line. Uh, the Phil Deneau line and um, playing against uh, better competition, the, the teams, the opposition's, uh, you know, best players. And uh, he, 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 it wasn't coming and he seemed to be having a, a tougher time. Looked much better uh, when uh, moved to the third line uh, with uh, two speedy guys in Arturi Lekkanen and, uh, and Jake Evans and two guys who work very, very hard mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and seem to be a little more comfortable there but even at that um you know uh regulation time uh, went by for uh for four games uh until his first uh goal came in overtime of that fourth game um and got the overtime winner repeated it uh, uh the next game and and uh, thus became the first player in nhl history to get his first two goals in overtime in back-to-back games. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. And I mean, you, you you couldn't have set up the story any better. You know, first he gets his, his first NHL goal is an overtime game-winning goal. I mean, it's spectacular, right? He's excited. The team's excited. Uh, you know, it's 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 quite a moment for him. Then they come out in their next game, and. You know, there's a bit of a back and forth with the Leafs. Uh, Austin Matthews is, is Austin Matthews. Uh, they finally tie it up. They go into overtime. They go deep into overtime, and it's really starting to look like, oh, God, is this going to go to a shootout? And who comes off the bench, dances down the slot, stick handles down the slot, and just right in the back? Well, Cole Caulfield wants it. I mean, you can <laughs> – it's – now – What's going to happen in the third game? <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's it's pretty special. Well, Canadians' top prospects uh, m- making a splash. We remember uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Paling and and what he did uh, in his first game. Um, and and not to compare the two or the or the type of player or or suggest uh, that. Uh, uh, Cole Caulfield is going to decline from here on in. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. It's just that uh, both Paling and Caulfield seized their, the moment uh, as they arrived in That's the league and, and, and weren't afraid of that big being part of, of big moments. Uh, and uh, so it, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's good to see that. Uh, in in a normal situation, would Cole Caulfield have uh, jumped so quickly from uh, you know the AHL to the NHL? Probably not. A series of things had to happen for him to get in the lineup, and he did. And and he's uh, uh, absolutely you know not necessarily uh, he hasn't necessarily thrived in in uh, five on five play. Uh, there's been some opportunities on the power play. Uh, but when the Canadians needed a goal, and that's been the the knock on the Canadians is they didn't have a game breaker, and mm-hmm. uh, now Cole Caulfield has been that game breaker two games in a row. And remember too, again, it's it's super easy to get caught up in the excitement of what Cole Caulfield is doing. Um, he loves the game of hockey. His his gigantic smile um, is is contagious it's i mean you just you feel so happy for him because you see how happy he is playing the game um and and how effective he can be um but keep in mind too like you said ryan paling also stepped up for a big moment in his you know his his opening moments in in the nhl as well um and 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 like rick said not comparing the two players at all just reminding folks that just because Cole Caulfield is coming out of the, you know, out of the gate like he's been shot out of a cannon, it's not, it's very possible he could contain that and continue that and stay consistent with that. But it's also very possible that he's going to go through some growing pains as well. Um, so there might be some ups and downs, um, whether that happens this season or whether it happens in his first full season next year. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But um, 
for now, it's just exciting to watch. Fans are loving it. Um, I can't imagine what the Bell Center would have been like either mm. one of those nights had yeah. it actually been full. Um, I, I think, in fact, I saw someone tweet, uh, Jeff Molson would have had to probably replace the roof because they would have blown it off the place. Um, I think that's that's one of those unfortunate things to not not to have those two moments and not have fans there uh, is right. is pretty uh, is is pretty disappointing, but pretty exciting nonetheless. Now, uh, talking about things that aren't so exciting, um, if you listen to this podcast regularly, uh, the podcast that we put out uh, the day after trade deadline day uh, went through, uh, we spoke about. Mark Bergevin's uh, acquisition of Eric Gustafson um, and how Hab's Twitter was all a flutter about, oh, we've got Eric Gustafson and do you know that he had a 60-point season a couple years ago and it's going to be great and it's going to be tremendous. And seeing as our group also covers the Flyers, we severely put the brakes on that and said, um, the Eric Gustafson that you're getting is not the Eric Gustafson that pl- that scores 60 points. There's a reason why things didn't work out for him with the Flyers this year. Um, and X, Y, and Z, Rick and I both have both explained why we felt that this was not a good trade to make, um, that he wasn't going to bring to the lineup the things that um, folks were hoping that he would. And, and Rick, it seems that that's been pretty on the nose so far. Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, we tried to put some context into it um, to, to, you know, it, it was a, a questionable move at the time. Um, Mark Bergevin likes to add defensemen, um, but was this better than what he had already? Um, and, and what did it do to the salary cap situation and his ability to call up mm-hmm. other players? All of those things needed to be, um, you know, taken into consideration, but also the fact that, as you said, we we had watched um, you more more than I did. But but every time I watched the Flyers, uh, it was Eric Gustafson that was was making the bad turnover, that was making a bad decision. Um, you know, he could he could chip in with points now and then, mm-hmm. but um, uh, so it got to the point where. Um, you know, he was a healthy scratch in over 40% of the, of the games that, that he was eligible to play. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wasn't trusted and, and he was left out of the lineup and, and then for him, you know, for, for the Canadians organization and for Canadians fans to figure that all of a sudden he would flip a switch and, uh, become a player who could contribute. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was, it was unrealistic, um, and we saw, you know, there was a game against, uh, Calgary where, uh, he picked up two assists and, and okay. And in playing 12 minutes a game, um, but it was just, uh, bad pinches, bad decisions, turnovers, uh, not able to, to, uh, box people out in front of the net. Um, you know, his work on the boards was, was weak and, and just not, and, and you had to wonder, um, was he better than, and this is, was at the expense of, of say a Brett Kulak who was sitting out at the time to make room for him, uh, or, uh, Victor Mete who had been lost on waivers, uh, in preparation for acquiring Gustafson and Merrill. So, um, you had to wonder if this was a wise move and if he'll have a place. He hasn't been in the lineup in May as of yet. Last game was against Winnipeg on April 30th. Is there a place for him? Will he will he see the ice in the rest of the regular season and will he be called upon in the playoffs? It's unlikely. I don't know. Um yeah, we weren't. This was this was a trade that we had the big thumbs down on from the get go, and unfortunately, it's kind of turning out that way. So, um, yeah, I would not say that Mark Bergevin won that trade. Gotta say, um, one thing that we want to make sure that you you know we know that you go to allhabs.net and ahlreport.com for all of your Montreal Canadiens 
and uh, Laval Rocket coverage. Uh, we appreciate your loyal readership and, and your following on, on social media and this podcast. Um, but we want to make sure that you haven't missed out on a new weekly feature that's been appearing at allhabs.net. Um, and that is called Habs Fan Forum. Uh, of course, that's a, it's an ode to, to the forum, um, but it's also, um, a, it's a, it's a tip of the hat to Habs fans and a way for, um, the voice of the fans to be heard. And we have a new contributor to the team. His name is Ben Dankew. Uh, he is the um, talent for Habs Fan Forum. I say talent because he is on camera. It is a weekly video segment where Ben uh, brings you his reactions, basically, to everything good, bad, indifferent, you name it, that's gone on with the Montreal Canadiens in the preceding week. And and he brings it to you from a fan perspective. He's a passionate Habs fan, uh, a Habs fan through and through. He's always got, uh, he's he's got quite a collection of jerseys. He's always got a different on uh, each and every week. And, um, you know, from from the standpoint of just being someone who loves the game, who loves the Montreal Canadiens and loves watching their team every night, like, millions of fans out there can relate to um ben just comes and talks to you kind of fan to fan and friend to friend um and rick you can find that every week um not only on allhabs.net but also on our allhabs youtube channel correct and it's easy to find uh youtube.com slash allhabs youtube dot com slash all habs or search in in the search bar for all habs all one word and you'll find our uh, all habs hockey magazine channel on youtube typically that channel um features pre and post game uh player interviews um but we also like to and 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 as you know from all habs we have a number of credential journalists we like to train uh, up-and-coming uh, budding journalists, uh, but we also like to include in our content voice of the fan, and and in, and in this instance, as you've described, uh, Ben is the person, uh, perfect person to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and these reaction videos that he he does are six to seven minutes. Uh, you can go and and uh, see his reaction and see if it matches your reaction uh, to the events of the week, and uh, you know. To, uh, be sure you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, be sure to comment and like uh, and share with your friends as well. Absolutely. It's a great uh, it's a great weekly segment. We, uh, we are enjoying having Ben on board, and uh, we certainly hope you check it out. So be sure you do that. Uh, what we are going to do right now is take a quick break. On the other side of uh, this brief uh, message, we are going to talk about the Lavelle Rocket and get you up to date on who's out with injury, for how long, and uh, what's going to happen with the Laval Rocket for the remainder of their season. We've got those answers coming for you right after this, so don't go anywhere. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today.
and welcome back to the Press Zone Montreal right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, uh, joined by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens. And uh, don't forget uh, to be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's at the AHL Report. Uh, you can also follow Rick at All Habs and myself at Flyers Rule. But you also, uh, as I said, make sure you're following us at the AHL Report. Uh, that keeps you up to date with all of the latest content that we've got, uh, particularly on the Laval Rocket, which is what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, the Rocket get back into game action tonight after being off for, for more than a week, um, but their lineup is going to look quite different tonight, Rick. Um, big announcement this week, uh, season-ending injuries for three players uh over the course of their their last road trip uh it was joel teasdale and joseph blandese both done for the season um with knee injuries they will have um served their schedule they're both scheduled for surgery later this week um for joel teasdale particularly you know blandese it's it's difficult he's a guy who's trying you know He's he plays a, a strong role in the top line. Uh, has worked very well with Ryan Paling this year. Uh, still has hopes, of course, to get back to the NHL. Um, so this is this is a, a, a certainly a blow for him. Joel Teasdale. It's the same knee that he suffered an injury on, mm. uh, and was out for almost two years recovering from um, the last time. Um, so it's a it's a big blow to the two of them. Uh, Joel Bouchard was visibly. Uh, upset discussing it during uh, the the press conference the other day. In addition to that, Michael Pizzetta, done for the season, suffered a facial fracture. He has already undergone surgery. He's expected to have about a four-week recovery for that. Um, in addition, Kale Fleury is still... Um, He's skating occasionally now with the team, starting starting to practice, but not uh, not ready to come back to game action yet. And uh, new today, uh, Ryan Paling will be out of the lineup tonight with an undisclosed injury uh, as well. Um, so that's a big slate of injuries for Joel Bouchard to deal with, um, particularly uh, with a lot of those guys are guys that they've depended on, Joel Teasdale, Blandese, uh, he's he's frankly relied on Pizzetta for for quite a bit this year, and Ryan Paling's been been a big asset as well. So it's going to be a very different look tonight. Um, and when we talk about Joel Teasdale, uh, as I said, he he was it was hard for Bouchard obviously to t- to talk about this in the press conference yesterday. This is this is what he had to say. Guy missed twenty one months. He comes back and played that way. That's that's the great news. Uh, like I told him, she had one goal, one assist in. 23 games, 24 games. Mentally, that would be even tougher. Now, he knows he can perform. He knows what he has to do. Uh, it's pretty impressive the season he had with that amount of, you know, uh, game missed as a, as a rookie, to be honest. Like, it was his first year pro. So, uh, obviously, we're going to support him as an organization, and we're going to do the same with, you know, Pizzetta and with, with Joe. Um, it's not It's not fun. I've been there. I've been there a lot and it's 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 that's where the game tested you and everybody sees you know the the highlight goal and the big contract and the smile and the Instagram and everybody sees the glam of being a pro athlete but I can tell you it's there's a lot more character situation and adversity and and that's not always shown uh, for a lot of those guys, that's their living. So again, it's 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 kind of the worst press conference I got to do today. Uh, yeah, just not not great to be honest. Not great. What I found, I mean, it, what I found to be really interesting was that he did bring in the part of that about this is their careers, and that you know people do see the very public side of you know maybe the celebrity part of of being a pro athlete, but there isn't a whole lot of attention on the struggles that go along with it. And Rick, that's kind of, we've always said that that's part of the reason that we like telling the stories of guys who play in the AHL, because it is a struggle and it's not always glamorous and it's not always easy. And it can be downright really, really trying sometimes. Um, And so I thought it was, I thought it was um, interesting that, that Bouchard made sure to point that out, that it's, you know, there are some certain his adversity is a favorite word of his and 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 the adversity sometimes can be quite uh, overwhelming. Now you're you're talking about 
uh, three players here, Teasdale, Blandisi, and, and Paling, three out of the four top scorers uh, on Laval. Now, I understand that, that uh, Paling is, wasn't included in that conversation, in that uh, characterization that, that uh, Joel Bouchard had, but still with Blandisi and Teasdale, uh, as you say, it can be really discouraging to, to have such a, a successful season and then get knocked down uh, and not being able to finish it uh, like you'd like to mm-hmm. uh, and, get, and get a start on, on next season. Instead, uh, instead of improving yourself and, and, and taking yourself from, from physically, you know, a, a peak of one season and moving to the next, it's you're having to rehab an injury. And that's a whole different mindset and a whole different approach to the offseason. And, and for some players, it can be, you know, they need to be supported. I, I, it was good that uh, Joel Bouchard said that it, the organization will uh, do everything it can to support these mm-hmm. players to get through that really tough period, get them back on track and get them focused on next season. He said in a comment earlier in the interview, uh, he he reiterated he had he had actually this was actually the second time that he had mentioned just that point. He had said earlier, he said, you know, we're going to be there for all three of these guys. I I told all three of them, you know, we're not going to let you go. We're not going to forget about you. We're not going to, you know, he he was very um, passionate about conveying that he got the message to these three players that we're not going to abandon you because you've suffered these injuries um so it's uh you know it's 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 a big it's a big deal it's a big challenge and we wish a, a speedy recovery um to the three of them for sure um kale flurry we're glad to hear is is on his way back and hopefully paling is something minor um we don't really have a whole lot of information on it right now um, but hopefully it's not anything too serious um, so yes, that means a very different look for the lineup uh, tonight as they take on the Toronto Marlies uh, at home at the Bell Center. Um, Laval has seven games left in the regular season over the course of the next two weeks, and six of those will be against the Toronto Marlies. All right. <laughs> uh, so it's basically, you know, there's there's one uh, this Friday they play the Belleville Senators. Outside of that, they play the Toronto Marlies, and nothing but the Toronto Marlies. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting stretch run here um it's not going to be easy um not not at all um and we're going to talk in the next segment about what the actual plans are for the ahl for the postseason but we can kind of uh, preface that in terms of laval by by saying that there is no there is not going to be a postseason uh for the canadian division so uh these last seven games are the last seven games of the year and so uh, today, in speaking with Joel Bouchard, uh, I asked him, "You've got seven games left over the next two weeks, um, with no with no postseason after that to come. What do you want your players to take out of these last seven games?" And um, in typical uh, Joel Bouchard pa- uh, fashion, uh, it was um, quite a. a quite an quite a response i've cut some of it out because he gets a little sidetracked here and there so i've cut some of it down a little bit but um he really uh was was it it seemed to strike something with him in terms of of talk wanting to talk about what it is that he really wants his his team and his players to take uh from every bit of this season but particularly this last part of it you can see the end of the road as far as the end of the season here coming up in a couple of weeks. What, from your standpoint, would you really like your players to take away from these last seven games? Uh, the investment that they made individually in their game and collectively as a group and the amount of time, Amy, and it's a really good question. The amount of time I've come between periods or after game and said, remember this for the rest of your life. Because this is what it's winning is hard, and we're gonna. It's gonna be hard the last seven games. Don't kid yourself. Like teams, Toronto and Belleville, mm-hmm. they're gonna come after us. Winning is hard. It's extremely hard. If it was easy, everybody do it, and everybody would want to be in the you know cereal box from the Wheaties and as a champion. So, what I'm trying to tell them is their attitude, their approach, their focus, their attention to detail. You win that amount of game, it's because you have a bit of a recipe that you do personally and collectively. You got to stay humble. You got to stay hungry. You cannot take anything for granted. Uh, 
you got to search that mindset, that feeling, that attention to details, and it's easy to lose a, 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 an identity. So that's why I'm always pushing for performance and the result will come because those performance, that mean that they're invested. And it's a good question, Amy, because that's what I wanted them to, to, to take out of. So he's obviously thought about this. He has. And, uh, and, and I think uh, he kind of refers to the fact that there's, there's, uh, there's going to be a lack of external motivation mm -hmm. um, because, uh, because, as you mentioned, uh, there won't be uh, playoffs. Uh, they're not pushing for a playoff spot, as, as it were. Um, as it stands now, the, the, the Laval Rocket have a pretty comfortable lead, uh, 13-point lead over the Manitoba Moose at the top of the Canadian division. Points percentage, they're, they're you know, they, they've only lost five games uh, in regulation all season. Mm -hmm. So um, their, their place and, and their is, is kind of set. So what's the motivation and I think, um, well, it's it's pretty clear that Joel Bouchard has expressed to his um, his players, and and probably will reinforce it as these seven games go along. That 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 you're making investment for your career. Um, that that all of the the kinds of things that you're going to have to do in a long season in the age in in the NHL, mm -hmm. if if you you meet your goal. Um, you know, there, there may not be, uh, every game's not the same. So you're going to have to get very familiar and, and make it a routine of, of uh, bringing a good attitude, uh, sharpening your focus and having attention to detail in every single game. Um, and in that way, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter where you are in the standings. It doesn't matter where you are in the season. Um, you're going to become a good pro. And, and those are good lessons for, for these young players. It's, they certainly are. Uh, and I, I, I appreciated his response um, because it's good to see that he's aware of, of that, that, you know, while there isn't any, anything to play for as term, in terms of a, a Calder Cup or a playoff spot, that these seven games are still very important and critical to their development. Um, and and for setting up next year, so uh, really really appreciated his his response to that. Um, interestingly, yesterday um, in in the media call yesterday, uh, Arpin Basu from the Athletic was was on the call, um, and he asked Bouchard a question. You know, more and more Bouchard is referring to Laval as a program instead of the Laval team, um, and Arpin asked him about that and said, you know, can you, can you explain that? Why, why this, you know, that he said, you know, a lot of times you'll hear the word program used in for college uh, teams that it's, that it's a college basketball program or hockey program or football program. Um, and, and asked him to explain why he seems to have adopted that term in refer in, in referring to his own Laval organization. And, and Bouchard had a, had an interesting answer to that. Well, first, why is that a program? It's not a team. You know, uh, uh, NHL is a team, um, and we we have too much, too much movement and personnel, too much of stuff we don't control, that you have to call the program, because mm -hmm. you can be playing really well and you can lose seven, eight guys and it's like that. You know, you're hit from everywhere, from your own injury, from your NHL club, and you don't make all the decision. As a coach, I'm not making all the decision. I got handcuffed by the reality of the HL, so it's hard. Everybody says it's the hardest league to coach, and it is in some way because you could be flying high one week and the other week, uh, you're, you're, you know, and, and people just look at scores. Our job is to create an environment that's a winning mindset, that pay attention to details. So it's interesting. He what, what I liked off the top of that is is he's like, well, why is it a program? Well, because I can't call it a team because the personnel changes so often. Um, and that's just the nature of the beast in the AHL that that it's you can see now that he's focusing on he's building a culture in Laval of this is the program. This is how we do things. This is the system. This is the way we interact. This is the way we approach the game, no matter who is occupying the stalls in the dressing room. 
And, you know, lots of times fans, um, they, they may not understand decisions that are made. Um, and, and, and that's not just specific to Joel Bouchard. It applies to Sylvain Lefebvre uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, why is this player on this line? Why is this player in the lineup? Mm-hmm. Um, and those decisions can come from elsewhere in the organization. That's right. uh, they want to see, um, you know, a, a player in a certain circumstance. They want to see a player on a power play, on, on the penalty kill, the way they handled the third line. Um, all of those, they may be showcasing someone for trade. All of those kinds of decisions, as he said, are out of the control of, of the AHL head coach. So, um, and, and there's so many, so much fluctuation, uh, in the, in the lineup. And I remember, um, uh, Vinny Riondo sharing uh, the number of transactions uh, mm-hmm. that that had happened in a particular year. This was several years back, and it was in it was in the hundreds. Right, um, it was insane, and and uh, so you can't build a necessarily a cohesive team. You're building a group that's uh, kind of plug and play that they they can be moved elsewhere in the organization, and uh, and and. And approaching it as a program um, is is healthier for the head coach in the AHL, mm-hmm. but also helps the players adjust to all that movement and all the even the players that are there on the the team uh, with all the uh, the movement. Absolutely, you know. It- Joel Bouchard, we've talked about this many times. Uh, he's very good with the media. He certainly uh, is supplies. There's no shortage of of quotes <laughs> uh, on on the supply of quotes that come out of Joel Bouchard's uh, press conferences. Uh, and we've talked about before that you know at, could he be getting primed for an NHL position at some point? Uh, I just wanted to point out that our our friend and colleague Patrick Williams uh, from uh, he's the AHL correspondent at, at NHL.com and also writes for EP Ringside. Um, he has an article out at NHL.com right now um, talking about uh, the current coaches in the AHL who people are kind of really tuning an eye into uh, who could be primed for a promotion at some point uh, in the not-so-distant future. He's, he does point out Joel Bouchard as one of those Um He's in some very good company, you know, uh, uh, Troy Mann, uh, Spencer Carberry, uh, this guy from Manitoba. Um, uh, there's Jay Leach from Providence, oh, and Kevin, Kevin Deneen in San Diego. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a group. The, the thing that, that you notice with uh, what they all have in common is that uh, they all have some pretty good uh, high-level talent to work with. Kevin mm-hmm. Deneen has Jamie Drysdale, uh, Trevor Zegras. Uh, Troy Mann has a whole stable full of, of uh, great young talent uh, in Belleville. For sure. Um, and we, we notice how the Canadians uh, affiliate has changed in that there's certainly far more talent uh in in the the laval organization than there has been in the past and uh and each one of these coaches including joel bouchard is taking advantage of that for sure so i recommend that you check out uh the article of patrick's at nhl.com it's a great look at someone else's opinion of joel bouchard and also the the good company that he's keeping with some of the top tier coaches in the ahl right now Um, and we actually had patrick on the show uh in the last episode for an extensive exclusive interview talking about the laval rocket he also talked about joe bouchard uh during that time as well as uh just in general talking about the ahl and how it moves forward from this season so if you happen to miss that episode we very much uh invite you and encourage you to go back to the very uh the last episode before this this week of the Press Zone Montreal and check out that exclusive interview. It's a great one. You don't want to miss that. Um, we're going to take one last quick break. When we come back, we are going to go around the AHL and there is a lot of AHL news to talk about. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to ahl.report, the home of the AHL Report. 
Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media. AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com the Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We're great. Uh, we're so glad that you're back with us here. Uh, again, my name is Amy Johnson, your host for today, joined by my co-host Rick Stevens. Uh, and also, we know we gave you some, some social media contacts uh, in the last segment, but for this segment... Also want to be sure to remind you that you can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Press Zone. So be sure you do that. Again, you can follow me at Flyers Rule and you can find Rick at All Habs. Uh, and in this segment, we go around the AHL. And uh, the first thing that we are going to do is talk about the CCM AHL Player of the Week. And Rick, I'm sorry, it's not a goaltender. Oh, no. It's not. Uh, but it is San Jose Barracuda forward Joel Kelman, uh, who tallied four goals and three assists in his three games played last week, uh, including some some pretty, as the AHL puts it, uh, heroic uh, actions in a, in a couple of those Barracuda victories. So, um, yeah, it, and it was actually after he was coming off of a two-week stint called up uh, to the NHL club, the San Jose Sharks. So, comes back, puts up two points. Scores a game-winning goal, um, then, oh, you know, hat trick, <laughs> franchise record five points. All right. Uh, yeah. I think he had, a, he had another game-winner later in the week, I think. So it's kind of a good week for, for Joel Kelman, it seems. Nicely done. <laughs> now, uh, in addition to that, uh, it, you mentioned at the top of the show it is May. Um, and so that means that we have award winners for the league for the month of April. Uh, and so this month's player of the month is Boris Kachuk, uh, Manitoba from the Syracuse Crunch. Uh, the rookie of the month is none other than Cole Perfetti for the Manitoba Moose. And the goaltender of the month, you do get a goaltender in, in this one, All right. uh, is Bakersfield Condors goaltender, Stuart Skinner. Um, I know of of the three of those, I know Cole Perfetti is a favorite of yours. For sure. Also, um, you know, Boris Kachuk is kind of a, a forgotten name. There, there's is. so much talent coming through Syracuse. Uh, but uh, always liked uh, him uh, when we saw him in Syracuse and, of mm -hmm. course, uh, with Team Canada. But, but uh, Cole Perfetti has been excellent uh, as advertised this year. Uh, he's been great for the Manitoba Moose. Four goals, nine assists in... Uh, in nine games this past month, including a seven-game scoring, scoring streak. Um, yeah, it's pretty good for, for young Mr. Cole Perfetti. And, of course, then um, 
the goaltender of the month, Stuart Skinner, uh, went 7-2-0 and in his nine starts during April, just allowing 16 goals on 217 shots. So... That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty solid performance of a month. And uh, we've talked about how good Henderson has been this this year. Yeah. And Skinner uh, was perfect against uh, Henderson mm-hmm. uh, with a four zero and zero record. Absolutely. So congratulations to the three of them. Uh, pretty exciting and always great to see all of the up and coming talent doing great things in the AHL. Um, we talked about this a bit uh, earlier in the show about. Um, you know, we kind of tease this a bit that that there is not going to be uh, playoffs for the AHL for most of the teams. Uh, the AHL has officially announced their 2021 playoffs plan, um, and really the plan is that there there just won't be any. Um, basically, Rick, it seems that Scott Halson and the league left the decision to each one of the divisions and said. Each division can determine whether or not you want to have your own divisional postseason mini tournament, um, and all of the division, all of the divisions except for the Pacific Division, said no, we're not going to do that. So the Pacific Division is the only one um, that is going to play in a postseason format. They're going to have um, kind of a, a playoff tournament in the Pacific Division, uh, but all of the rest of the divisions will end the 2020-21 season uh, at the end of their regular seasons, um, which is, I don't know, Rick. I mean, it's it's disappointing, but at the same time, it's also understandable. We're still in the thick of things with 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 this pandemic. Uh, we're still trying to get people vaccinated. Um, financially, is it really viable to continue for these teams, you know, when, when they can't have full capacity in, in arenas? And so... While it's while it's disappointing, I can also understand why most divisions have opted out. Yeah, financially, they just couldn't make it work uh, for the playoffs, and um, uh, so it is understandable. Um, the Pacific, as you said, the only one that will have some sort of tournament to uh, crown a division champion. The others are are more or less. Um, w- we have an idea who's going to be the the. Uh, uh, winner already, except uh, perhaps the Atlantic, uh, where it's uh, where it's a little close. But um, be, between the the Providence Bruins and Hartford, uh, sort of close. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, and um, and there will be, uh, as we understand from Patrick Wimp, certainly there will be uh, trophies given out for the division winner, winners. But Patrick says that there's going to also be individual um, awards given, although we, we just don't know the makeup of how that's going to work just yet. Oh, okay, keep an eye out for that. Um, and you're correct, each division will be awarded a, a division championship trophy based on whoever is the leader of the division at the end of the regular season. Um, Ranked by points percentage, as we've been talking about all through the year. That's correct. Ranked by points percentage. Um, At at the same time, before we move on, just should mention, too, that in the same press release, the the AHL went ahead and announced the dates of the 21-22 season. Mm -hmm. Um, They are full bore ahead that they are planning on a regular season next year. All 31 clubs expected to be active. uh, And the season will kick off on October 15th, 2021 and conclude on April 24th of 2022. So um, still need to work out division alignments and and scheduling and so forth, but fingers crossed uh, they at least have plans in place for every team to be back in action and to have a full season in its normal time span. So knock on wood. Let's see if, let's see if that all comes to fruition, but it's a good, uh, it's a good start at least. (laughs) Um, okay. So I know we, we, we teased this at the top of the show that, you know, we were so pleased to be part of the hockey podcast network, uh, here at the press zone and, and being an affiliate of the hockey podcast network means, uh, that we also, uh, are, are sponsored by DraftKings. And um, you hear us talk about DraftKings off the top of the show every week. Um, but we've also had folks say, you know, I don't know a lot about DraftKings or I, you know, I know a lot about daily fantasy, but I don't understand sportsbook because it's not really widely available in places. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot of questions. Some people um, don't really understand what it is. Is it legal? Is it 
you know, is it fun? Is it worth it? Uh, and so recently, Rick and I just sat down to talk about it to kind of give you a primer on on what it is, what it is that that is offered, and and really why you should participate. Well, today we're going to revisit a, a topic we uh, we introduced uh, a few months back. And that is uh, daily fantasy sports and sports betting and and what that's all about, and especially how it relates to DraftKings. I'm Rick Stevens from the Canadians Connection podcast, and with me today is Amy Johnson from the Press Zone Both podcast. You can find on the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're very proud affiliates uh, of that uh, wonderful network. And uh, Amy, welcome back to the show. I'm very glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And it's uh, it's exciting. It's, you know, sports betting. Ooh, just makes you all tingly. Well, and it's, it's something that, um, you know, a, a lot of our listeners are, uh, are becoming uh, engaged in and, and becoming sure. excited about. And, and even within our own Rocket Sports team, uh, we're, we're getting more involved. Guilty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay, uh, you're the guilty one. Uh, uh, no, there's, there's, uh, there's, a few of there's us. quite a few on our team that, yeah. uh, that, can, uh, that can own up to that. Uh, let's, let's start with, with daily fantasy sports from DraftKings. And, and uh, why don't you give us some background? You wrote a great article on allhabs.net about it. I did. Um, uh, just uh, remind some of the folks that may not have seen that. Well, you know, the thing that I love, okay, so so us, DraftKings coming on as, as a sponsor with the Hockey Podcast Network was the perfect excuse for me to dip a toe in and say, okay, I've heard about this for so long. Uh, I haven't done anything about it. So this is now, this, this is why I want to try it. So I signed up uh, uh, quite a while ago of course, using that promo code THPN, um, uh, you know, shameless plug there. Uh, and um, I've had a blast with it. I mean, Daily Fantasy is basically, it, it kind of speaks for itself. Instead of having, you know, I'm actively involved in season-long traditional fantasy sports for hockey and for football. Um, I tried baseball once and I gave up after three weeks. <laughs> it was too much roster moving every day. Um, but I'm involved with those, but what I really like about daily fantasy is that um, it's there's no commitment. Um, you know, I love season long fantasy, I do, um, but it's can be a chore to go in, set your lines every day, set your lines every week. If you have a busy week and you completely forgot about your roster, it can really completely destroy your season. Um, whereas with daily fantasy, you go in every day, you pick what sport you're interested in in building a, a team off of. You you choose a matchup, whether it's basketball, whether it's hockey, whether it's I've done it for for golf, I did it for the Masters. Um, and you choose what type of contest you want, and you build your own fantasy team um, based off of the players that, that are available, and that's it. You watch the game that night, or in the ma- in the case of golf, you know, it's a four-day tournament, um, so it goes off of the, the full four-day of, of the tournament, that kind of thing, but it's kind of like one and done. You get in, you get out, and if I don't have time to get back to it for another couple of weeks, it's not like it's not like I've lost anything. It's just I go in and it's it's great. It's when you want just some some quick betting action. It's a great way to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I that's one of the things I really like about it is that it's a nice kind of um, just a quick supplement to that season long fantasy sports. Well, completely flexible. You don't have to get in right at the beginning of the season no. as you do with year-long fantasy. You do it anytime. Uh, versatile in that you 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 mentioned it there. You can you can dabble in other sports. Um, you you, you want to try some uh, betting on NBA or or um, MLB or uh, MMA or golf or whatever it might be. Uh, you can get in, get out, try it, and it doesn't cost a lot of money you no. you uh, there are dollar leagues there are uh, 10 cents yeah the, contest there's free con- actually should mention that too there's a lot of free contests so if you just want to test your skills and but you don't want to commit to any money you can do that so well and it just makes the game watching so much more fun we know that in an 82 game schedule or a 56 game schedule this season nhl schedule 
that some of the games are just, uh, they're tough mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. But if you have daily fantasy sports from DraftKings going on, you have another reason to be engaged. And Oh, sure. And it just seems that, that the NHL is looking at ways for uh, engaging more of their fan base. Uh, and, uh, you know, we saw uh, recently with uh, the U.S. broadcast contract, uh, that's been uh, finalized. Uh, the, the league is, is investing a lot more in player tracking and all those kinds of things Mm -hmm. are going to lead to more information which allows for more of this uh also the the daily fantasy uh uh uh, betting but also sports betting uh that's gonna that's going to explode in the next little while and it's it's really good for you to be in at the ground level Mm -hmm. understand it get good at it and and be involved with your with your friends. Well, that's just it. So daily fantasy is is what we've just talked about, and that's a, that's available uh, here in the states. It's available all, in almost every state, um, and and it's available in Canada as well. It's where you're building your daily draft. You know, you're drafting a daily fantasy team. But the other side of that, which is a whole other world, is DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's your traditional sports betting site. Um, it's available in, I want to say, about 14 states here in, in the United States. I happen to be lucky enough that I live in Pennsylvania, which is one of the states that does have DraftKings Sportsbook available uh, and legal to participate in. Um, you know, sport, <laughs> I should say, you know, sports betting is not that, you know, kind of like back room, hush, hush kind of thing that, you know, used to be years and years and years and decades ago. Um, it's, you know, it's legislation is being passed to to make it legal in as many places as it possibly can be. Um, and so that's where you're saying, you know, I'm going to place a bet on such and such a team to win tonight. I'm going to place a bet on XYZ player to score a hat trick tonight. I'm going to, you know, those kinds of things. And again, doesn't take a lot of financial commitment. You can have a dollar bet on things. Um, and and so that's as opposed to building a fantasy team and seeing where it goes from there. This is straightforward uh, sports betting where you're betting the odds. Um, you're you're betting on really you can you can really kind of pare down to very specific things that happen within a game, not just a straightforward who's going to win, who's going to lose kind of thing. It's it's so much fun. It's just so much fun. And um, if you're not uh, aware of of uh, what's legal, what's not legal in you, in your state, in your province, uh, then go to the DraftKings site, mm-hmm. download the DraftKings app, and uh, they'll tell you. Uh, as you said, um, dozen fourteen and all and growing uh, states in the U.S. and Canada. Just in the last week, it's gotten very very interesting. Uh, that on April 22nd, uh, the House of Commons passed uh, Bill C-218. And you don't need to know (laughs) the the details of that, other than it's going to uh, open up legalized single-event betting in Canada that's gone on to the Senate that uh, should get royal assent soon. And uh, thanks to uh, MP Kevin Wow, a private member's bill, who, who brought it in, and uh, it's going to revolutionize and, and provide a regulated marketplace in Canada for uh, sports betting, uh, betting on single events. And uh, so that's coming soon. So as I said, get involved. Uh, uh, Get a group together with mm-hmm. with your friends. We're we're putting together. Uh, I think Brian, our our uh, fantasy sports commissioner, is putting together a rocket sports group uh, on DraftKings. On DraftKings, Draft private yeah. customized customizable uh, daily fantasy leagues on DraftKings. So that'll Perfect. be fun. Yeah, and we're all going to get involved. So you should be involved too. That's uh, daily fantasy sports. That sports book from DraftKings. And uh, Amy, thanks for uh, spending a bit of time and and we'll come back and and let the folks know how it goes. Absolutely. I'll just be over here placing some bets. Rick, it was a fun chat. Um, And I really think that uh, I I really think that people should go download the app and at least just give it a try. It's, you know, as we said, as we said in there, there's free contests. You can just give it a try. And it's just it's fun. It's just fun. The landscape's changing, um, whether it be daily fantasy sports, whether it be sports book, yeah, try it out. Um, and and it's uh, you're 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 going to have a lot of fun. Certainly, uh, our team has had a lot of fun with it. And um, and there's an extra incentive because uh, just keep in mind that promo code THPN. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, 
at sign up once you download the the DraftKings uh, app um, and uh, and and let us know. Let us know uh, what your experience has been like uh, with both Daily Fantasy and Sportsbook. Absolutely. So before we sign off and say goodbye to you today, of course, we always have a feel-good finale for you. And uh, this one is all for me, I got to say, because I'm just an eternal geek. Uh, May the 4th be with you, Rick. Really. Thanks. I had... <laughs> I knew you would be thrilled that I was going to pull that out. It, today, we're uh-huh. recording this today on May 4th. So I have to pull out the Star Wars line. May the 4th be with you. Um, love Star Wars. everyone. But I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. All right. So, I and I should... too. What's that? I love that stuff, too. I You love, I, you love surprises, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... People talk about Star Wars, and the question is always, oh, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And sure, we could talk about that, but not today. I'm going to throw you a different curve. Okay. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Mm. Well, if I had time to think about it, I'd probably come up with a more interesting or unique answer, but um, I, I just... The the guy that I could relate to uh, in the early movies the most was Han Solo. Is just um, and and maybe if and and the the other the other guy that I a, a much lesser character obviously um, was the the admiral. He always just made me smile. When, oh, that yes, the yeah. fish looking yeah, yeah, um, yeah. guy. He's good. Um, yeah, no, he he was he was terrific. But but yes, uh, Han Solo. All right. You're allowed, to, like we did when when we have the top five segment. You're allowed to have runners up, and you know, oh, you're allowed to have a couple if you if you want to throw a couple of them in there. Han Solo is your top. The, the admiral, admiral, the admiral, the little the little guy that's that was chained up to Jabba the Hutt. The the little guy that laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's evil, but and he had an evil laugh. And yes, you want to strangle him, but that's he was weird. kind of funny. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I would. I mean, for me, like kind of this. Kind of going along with with that guy that you just said, like the Cantina Band in general. Sure, like they, you just can't not love the Cantina Band. Um, in modern Star Wars, not a movie but television show, but modern Star Wars, um, Grogu or the Child or Baby Yoda or whatever you want to call him, um, I am absolutely, um, completely smitten with. Um, just absolutely f- love that little character. Uh, but my, fa- I think my favorite. Star Wars character overall has to be Chewbacca. Well, sure. Yeah. Okay. Who doesn't love Chewie? <laughs> For sure. Who doesn't love Chewie? Well, actually, I'd have to say it's a tie between Chewie and R2-D2. All right. Notice they're both characters that don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> they both make noises. Okay. But they're both exceptionally loyal, and they're both there to help their friends out in a time of need and save the day all the time. Well, this is getting deep now. I know. So there it is. See, you didn't think I was going to get all serious about it. I didn't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't uh, think, think about See? it more seriously. That's uh, well, because it's really well done. I have to let people know that it's not just, Oh, I like the big furry guy and the little robot robot that goes beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Like that's no, there's he, more, there's more to it. Than for sure. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> All right. If you're a Star Wars fan, um, tweet at us uh, at the Press Zone and tell us who your favorite characters are. Tell us who you who which ones you hate. I'm going to tell you right now. I know who I hate. That stupid. I don't even. I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. But the Misa gonna. That guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, Misa gonna. Uh, I can't. Okay. I, my mind just went completely blank, and that's good because I've erased him from my memory because that. That dude is so annoying. I can't stand him. But so tell us. Tweet us at the press zone. Tell us who your favorite Star Wars character is or your most hated on this May the 4th Star Wars Day. Anyway. (laughs) Also, be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends. uh, Share this with us. Rick, it's been a great show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for Great making show. It, thanks for making it fun. And uh, we thank you for being here as well. We've got a lot of hockey coming up this week, so you're not going to want to miss next week's episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. 
visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.